I was riding my bike down an empty country road and I saw a car coming at me and I focused on that car and next thing I know, it's swerving out of the way and honking the horn. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast. I am super excited about the topic today. I think I'm always excited about it. That's probably why I take time to record these every morning. But the the intro, talking about a near-death accident when I was young. Let me let me elaborate on that and how it applies to what we're going to talk about today. There was a so we were I was in Boy Scouts when I was really young, teenager, and we were doing the bicycling merit badge. And the goal like one of the things we had to do or a few of the things we had to do is these go on these long bike rides so i think we had to do like three or four or five mile bike rides a couple 10 miles bike rides a 25 mile and a 50 miler and i remember on one of these bike rides we were, there was you know a group of eight to ten of us riding on the, riding down this old country road in idaho and we're just we're just going through these farms and i remember seeing this truck come towards us and i was like i think i know who's in that truck and i just kept looking at the truck my focus is on the truck and next thing i know the truck is honking its horn and swerving. And I thought, what is he doing? And then I like my my dad was, was one of the leaders. He goes, Cody, you're dry, you're going towards the truck. And I like realized I was literally veering towards the truck and got out of the way. And I was like, he could tell I was like wide-eyed, like what had happened. And he goes, Cody, what you focus on is what you go towards. And I I in the moment I think it was more. <laughs> preserve this, my life's, my son's life. <laughs> but that lesson really like hit me. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like what I focus on where I go towards, even if I don't know I'm going towards it. Like I literally had zero recollection or memory of veering towards that truck, but everyone around me and the truck concluded knew that's what I was doing. And that served as a lesson in my life. What I focus on is what I go towards. I'm going to tell another story and I'm going to show how that relates to life, right? Because in a physical space, we can see that. So Joseph McClendon, he's one of the, the speakers at UPW, Unleash the Power Within. He was giving a, sem- or he's giving a, a he was giving, talking about this lesson. And he said in the town he grew up in, there was a bigger town and people would commute back and forth. And there was a, there was a lot of miles between. And on, on this, this one lane or two lane road, I guess, there is telephone poles on one side. And what would happen is people came home from work, they would get really tired and fall asleep. And as they woke up getting in, you know, in the in the in the ground, it was really bumpy, they would open their eyes. And most of the time, the cars would hit the telephone poles. Now this is really interesting. Think about this. Telephone poles are hundreds of feet apart. But the cars, instead of missing the hundred feet, is they'd hit the telephone pole. Why is that? It's because the drivers were so focused on the telephone pole that they hit it naturally, just like I was going towards that car. 
And the, the crazy thing is, is even if the thing we focus are focused on is fatal, we will still hit it. Even if there's, there's serious consequences, we will still drift towards it and hit it. So in your life, what are you focusing on that's fatal? Now, let me, let me just, the reason I'm talking about this is I've been coaching several people and everyone has the same issue and it's all creating a fatal situation for their, their, their life. And it's just crazy. And I used to be like this in a lot of ways. I'm sure there's other ways I'm like it too, but how many of you are working so you don't have to work? How many of you are putting in the grind right now with the eventual goal or the quick goal even of not having, not wanting to work, of totally checking out from life and work and and contribution? Most of us, right? Most of us are doing something we don't love so we can do something we love and spend time with the ones we love later. Think about that. What are you focused on? Are you focused on the work? Are you focused on the potential of not working? And I've noticed that people, the stronger your desire to not work, the worse the cycle of working really hard and then not working, working really hard, not working is, and it's really fatal to your re- actual retirement. And I remember when this like first, like I first realized I was doing this in my own head. Now I got into door to door sales and no one gets into door to door sales thinking I am going to knock doors the rest of my life. It, it is always a, there's good money in it right now. I'm going to work very, very hard. And then eventually this extra money I'm making is going to help me get where I'm going faster, better. But what would happen is I would work really, really hard, but I would always find myself trying to get out of work because I wasn't something I loved doing. It was just a means to an end. And I would just fall back into ineffectiveness and laziness, right? And after like a while, I started noticing this pattern. I was like, there's got to be a better way to do this, you know? And so... Like the first realization I had was I remember I was working for Solar City at the time, and I remember looking at Elon Musk and like being really perplexed because here's this billionaire making he made billions of dollars with PayPal. There was zero incentive for him to work in terms of being able to provide for himself. He was provided for in multi like multitudes of lifetimes. He had generational wealth, right? Wealth that could take care of him, his kids, his his kids, kids, his kids, kids, his kids, kids, right? But he still slaved away. And I was like, why? Why, right? If I if someone gave me a billion dollars right now, I would just not work. Like I would like literally spend it on just enjoyment and never work another day in my life. That's what I really thought. And I'm guessing most of you are like that. Like that's why people go to the lottery is because they want to get out of work and they, they want an easy fix out of work and they would literally not work. But what happens to every single one of those lottery winners? Almost every single one. They're broke. They don't, the money actually doesn't bring them anything and they go back to their old life. And so I like started realizing this, like, oh my goodness, I'm like one of those lottery people. I'm trying, the door-to-door thing is the lottery for me and I'm just trying to get out of work. But what happens is, is I end up going back to knock, my focus is getting out of work so I naturally end up doing that 
in my day-to-day, in my month-to-month. I was like, how do I fix this problem? Well, and so the first the first step I took was if I and I looked around at successful people and I realized there's always another door I'm gonna have to knock. It might not always be a physical door I have to knock, but there's someone that's gonna have something I want and I'm gonna have to approach them about it. So I'm just gonna have to get over that fact. I'm gonna have to get over the fact that I'm gonna have to sell myself to someone always, right? I was like, okay, that was the first step. But the second was what these people that are very successful but don't have to work. What is their drive? What's driving them? And I realized is they they had found this inner well, this inner like burning desire of passion and and goals that transcended above the day to day. I just have to provide for myself. So I started to look for that in my own life. So what is that? Do I have one of those? And I realized I did. And for me, that's teaching in smaller group settings, like. For, for me, I will literally be driving down the road. Like ever since I can remember, this is not like a, this happened one day and I just realized this is what my passion was like. I looked back at my life. It's like, what does my mind drift to? It's like when I'm driving on a long drive by myself, I would, li- I literally, and I still do this today. I imagine myself in front of a classroom of people teaching. I just pick some random topic and how would I teach this to people? How would I get this to their, to into their minds? How would I get results from this teaching? How would I change someone's life? So a small group teaching setting. And I just naturally did that. And I do that still today. Like that's what my brain automatically goes to. And I was like, that's what, if I'm, if I'm thinking about that on a long drive, not listening to music, not, not like calling people, not wanting to do anything else. If literally I have nothing else to do with my time and I want to teach, that must be something that I'm really, really passionate about. So I tried to, I started to engineer my life to put myself in, in teaching situations that were highly lucrative <laughs> and they came and it was like, dang, I can make a lot of money teaching people how to make money, how to be, how to, how to like use these business and networking professional skills, but I'm doing it, doing something I love so I can have my cake and eat it too. Hence the podcast. Um, but that was like a huge realization for me. But the other realization I had to have was my weaknesses, right? What were my things? What were my kryptonites? What was I trying to, like, what were the lazy things I really enjoyed doing but that were hurting my success? So was I, was I gonna let those control myself or was I gonna or control me or was I gonna let those drive my passions, okay? So for me, again, I hate admitting this because it's like, it's like for, when someone admits like they're a drug addict, like it's really shameful for me. It's like, I'm not, I've never done drugs or anything like that. But for me, it's video games. Video games are something I just love to do. Ever since I was really young, I've always had a penchant, like a uh, inclination for video games. I just they fulfill like this need in me that's like can't nothing else can fulfill. Um, just the the uncertain factor of it, right? There's just the randomality and the, the entertainment. And so, like that's something I love to do. Now I could go all in on that and be a streamer, right? Make a ton of money, but that's not like. For, for me, that doesn't like bring a lot of fulfillment, but I still something I enjoy. So I had to learn to limit that and be very like controlled about that weakness because it was what was getting in the way of my success. And I've got a lot better over the years on it. And so my, my suggestion for you, like, again, this is just my own story, but I do it as a way to relate and say, Hey, I did this. It made a big difference in my life. You can too. And I've seen people that do it because it wasn't like that I figured this out by myself. I had other people that showed the path and the way. 
And I want you to really take a look at your life. Like really think about, hey, what do I really like to do? Not what I like to do, like I like to go out on the weekend and golf. Maybe that's what it is. But what do I naturally just fall in love with? How can I make that a profession? How can I make that something worthy, honest, and full of integrity and bring value to people's lives with that thing? And what will happen is all of a sudden, instead of you want to focusing on retirement and stopping doing something, you'll find a passion that you'll want to do no matter what. And so retirement, literally like the, the traditional sense of retirement, it just goes away. It vanishes. And because you find something you love to do and you do that regardless of the money, regardless of the time, regardless of your your situation, because it's just something that drives you. It's like it's like a fish into water or like it's, it's the air you breathe. Once you find that breath, that thing that literally you have to have to breathe, then life is so much fuller, right? And so that's like the biggest part of my job. The, the thing that I love the most is helping people find that. And so we do these exercises where we go through and really have some self, some honest, some hard self-reflective moments where we talk about what your real passion is. Like you're not passion. I don't like that. What your gift is, what your innate gift is. And once you find that, it's just like, it's like a fish finding water. It's so beautiful. So if you, if you ever want to do those extra, like if you ever want to do that, hit me up. Um, Cody Teal, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, there, and this episode might, who knows, maybe this episode's airing in like five years and I'm too busy to do those things. But at the moment right now, like we can sign up for, we can figure out a coaching session, some kind of, some kind, we can figure out something to, to get a, get like a really one-on-one setting we can figure out what you're passionate about and it's going to make a huge difference in your life. That's, that's not a pitch, but that's just a, that's something I, I like to do to help people and it makes a difference. And if, if not, like just think about it, think about your life, reflect a bit and you'll be surprised how much you find out.